Good morning. Welcome to Bethany Lutheran in Warren, Oregon on this second Sunday of Christmas. Today we are looking at Luke chapter 2 verses 41 through 52 which reads, Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12, this means Jesus, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why are you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we have the only account of Jesus' childhood in the scriptures, but there's so much to learn from this one small account. We're told at the beginning and at the end of this gospel passage that Jesus grew in wisdom and the favor of God was upon him. Now, can you see how those go hand in hand? If we are wise, we make decisions with care and discretion. We seek to do the right thing. We take care to do no harm to others. We seek God's will first, and we will be pleasing in the sight of God. God promises to bless those who seek his will those who love as Jesus loved, those who serve the needs of others, those who will lose the verbal battle for the sake of peace, those who will stand against injustice. If Jesus was growing in wisdom, then he was living as fully human. He did not have all the wisdom of his divinity as a child. He had to grow into it the same as we do. He had to work at it. Jesus must have been taught in the home to fear, love, and respect God because on his own, he sought out teachers who could help him know God in a more intimate way. Yet the divinity part of him was there as evidenced by Jesus asking his parents, why were you searching for me? Didn't you know that I would be in my father's house? 
The phrase, my father's house, actually has a closer meaning to my father's business. Jesus is 12 years old, the age a Jewish boy has his bar mitzvah and becomes a man. Jesus grows into his manhood, learning his father's business, like any other Jewish boy, except he knows his father is God. So he seeks to learn his father's business. He seeks to learn how to be God. We are told young Jesus asked the Jewish temple teachers educated questions and provided surprisingly knowledgeable answers to their questions. We know that Jesus was raised in a faithful Jewish home by parents who sought to serve and obey Jehovah. Because in earlier verses, we were told that eight days after Jesus' birth, his parents had him circumcised according to Jewish law and provided the appropriate offering. Five times in the account of the purification of Mary and the presentation of Jesus in the temple, we are told that his parents act according to the law. In today's text, we read that every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. Moving at a pace of 15 miles a day, that trip would take four or five days. The festival is eight days long. That means, at the least, a three-week journey. Mary and Joseph sought to faithfully raise God's Son to be to the best of their ability. They taught Jesus to seek the Lord's presence, to learn his ways, and to serve him. And yet, Jesus was their son. Like any loving parent, they felt the immense, overwhelming panic that comes when realizing that your child is lost. Once they determined that Jesus was not in the crowd of family and neighbors returning to Nazareth, they hurried back to Jerusalem and searched for days until they found him. Upon finding Jesus in the temple, Mary said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. Only, I imagine this anxious mother more likely addressed her son in the manner of, Child, why have you treated us like this? Just what were you thinking? Or were you thinking? Do you realize we've been searching for you for three days? We had to come back to Jerusalem on our own. Thank God we were not attacked by robbers on the road. Now we have to travel all the way back to Nazareth without the protection of the other travelers. Who knows if we will ever see home again? And do you realize how you have shamed your father with your disrespect and lack of regard for your parents? What were you thinking? Mary and Joseph surprised Jesus with their reproach. He assumed they knew where to find him. Now here we see the tables turn because he interrogates them. Why were you searching for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? He realized he was supposed to be about his father's business, which just happens to be the business of fulfilling God's salvation plan. Why didn't they know this? 
Now, from our perspective, we see a foretelling of the scene in Mark 3, starting at verse 31. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, Your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers? he asked. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Jesus' family circle is much larger than ours. All are welcomed into God's circle and invited to be called the family of God. Our text tells us that Mary and Joseph searched for three days for the missing Jesus and then found him where they least expected. And here we see a hint of the Easter resurrection. Jesus was dead and buried only to be raised on the third day. And most of his followers could not believe it. They did not find him in the tomb where they expected him to be. And now there is a new temple in Christ's resurrected body, a new place for us to seek the Lord. God has chosen to dwell with us, and he enters our life through his word. He claims us as his own in baptism, and he will bring us to life everlasting. Our search will end in a new, meaningful life. This life will be the one God intends for us, but it may not be the life we expect. This is where faith comes in. Faith is not always having the right answer, but still trusting he who has claimed us as his own. Faith is growing in wisdom in God, knowing that there's always more to learn, and trusting God even when we do not understand. We may not understand him, but that does not prevent Jesus from choosing to live with us because he understands us. He knows our sin and the death we are facing. He has come to be the shepherd who will walk through the valley of the shadow of death with us. He willingly bears our sins. He willingly dies our death. And Jesus defeats our enemy that he may rise and walk forever with us. Soren Kierkegaard, a Danish philosopher and theologian, has a fable of a king who fell in love with a maid. When asked, how shall I declare my love? His counselors answered, your majesty has only to appear in all your royal glory before the maid's humble dwelling, and she will instantly fall at your feet and be yours. But it was precisely that which troubled the king. He wanted her glorification, not his. In return for his love, he wanted hers freely given. Finally, the king realized love's truth, that freedom for the beloved demanded equality with the beloved. So late one night, after all the counselors of the palace had retired, he slipped out a side door and appeared before the maid's cottage dressed as a servant. 
God calls us to obey, not by his power, but by his love. He wants our love in return for his love. God moved in. He pitched his fleshly tent in silence on straw, in a stable under a star. God's voice could actually be heard coming from human vocal cords. After all the tinsel and glitter and hype of the Christmas season is put away, we can see God's drama of salvation unfold quietly and steadily. That is the joy of Christmas. God has come to be with us. Amen.